So what's my future? You don't have one. I see you, but you can't see me. Halloween Horror Nights Orlando has mastered the art of the scare. We'll cover each year of this amazing event one by one, picking through the bones and uncovering its past. So join us now as we open another tomb inside the catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights. Welcome to this episode of the Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights. I am Matt, and joining me once again, as always, is my good friend and anxious Halloween Horror Nights 25 goer, I think it's safe to say at this point, Quint. Yeah, I'm not anxious at all. (laughs) Is it October yet? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That's what I was thinking. I was thinking as getting this intro together, it's like we, when we started doing this show, we were counting down in months, then we got down in weeks, and we are now days. It's days until this opens. I can't believe it's so close uh, on one hand, so fast. It also seemed to take forever in some instances. Yeah, there were there were times where it was like taking forever, and now it's like it's less than a month till we go to LA. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's uh, the uh, actual twenty five opens. Well, let's see. It's right now as we're recording this. It is six days away. It'll be five days away for anyone that listens to this the day we post it. It's this week is what it comes down to. Uh, I'll be there opening night, and then. Man, it just flies from there. I mean, opening night, then I have my what I thought was going to be my my first real weekend there with the following weekend where I got my express pass and everything, but so much has changed since then, which we will get to in coverage. And then L.A., and then you're here, and then we're going to be lamenting that it's over. I mean, that's, I hate to <laughs> look that far <laughs> in the future, but... Yeah, after just starting something at summer, that uh, something that seems so far away, it's almost here. This is awesome. Yeah, and I, I think you know, I don't know, but lamenting that it's that it's done. I think the first will be like, "Holy fuck! Holy fuck! Holy fuck! That was fun. That was yeah, fun." Right? <laughs> you know, we'll ride that wave for a while, and by Thanksgiving, it'll be like, "God damn it!" It's like a, <laughs> almost a whole year till I see it again. I'm actually really happy that the show's taken the turns it has that we went because we originally were going to just cover each year and that was it well the opportunity to come up came up to do so many different other other things that we are so far behind where we thought we would be now behind's a strange word We're, we're farther behind in the year coverage than we thought we'd be we're not behind in shows at all we've managed to get one out every week but we have so much more material to cover than we thought we'd have at the end of 25 that i think it's gonna make that transition out of Halloween Hard Nights 25 and waiting that year a lot easier than it would have had we finished up all our yearly coverage like we originally planned. I think so, too. Um, I think we've we've probably got almost enough coverage or, or stuff to cover that we can get into 26 before we're going to be really stretching for more stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I conceivably see spending, well, not most of the rest of the year, but a large part of the rest of the year talking about 25 because we're going to want to keep it spoiler free until the event's over. We don't want to ruin it for any, everyone. So really, our in-depth discussions are going to start november 2nd so that's we're already going to lead ourselves into thanksgiving so yeah yeah so that that's cool i'm happy about that so that actually in a really roundabout way leads into the topic of this episode and this is for 
lack of a better title, it's, I am calling it what you need to know. And I'm directing that statement directly at you, Quint. Right. These are things that we know are going to be highlighted and featured in Halloween Horror Nights 25 that have to do with events of the past that you haven't seen. And I wanted to catch you up so that you can get the most you can out of these these callbacks and, and um, homages almost to years past. Yeah, sounds great. I would, I mean, it's always much better if you can appreciate what you're seeing than, you know, I mean, everything we're going to see, there's going to be cool. That yeah. I have no <laughs> doubt of, but it's always better if you can appreciate it for what it is yeah. rather than just seeing it and going, oh, that's cool. And that that is what's awesome. It's like that, that there's going to be a lot of people coming for the first time, 25, uh, quite a few people we know. Uh, Lou from Dial Up Movies and his girlfriend for the first time. Dave's bringing his girlfriend for the first time. And there's going to be no... I don't think any disappointment on their end, not knowing these details. So that's, that's, what's awesome. You can walk into this, not knowing this, but this, I think will hopefully for you and anyone listening will just enhance that even more. So exactly. So first off the biggest one that leads, it's going to be impossible to talk about everything that's going to be in this house. So I'm pinpointing things that are specifically mentioned in its description and i'm talking about jack presents 25 years of monsters and mayhem maze right there's i mean obviously by the name it's going to in some way represent the past 25 years now i cannot sit here and do an episode describing every possible maze we've had for the past 25 years luckily we've covered the first 10 (laughs) years so they're out there i'm not going to do the last 15 but i am going to talk about the things that they have mentioned that triggered an idea in my head i may be wrong on some of these some i think i'm right but some some i'm speculating but first and foremost the the one i know that is absolutely right they say the universal classic monsters will attack from the shadows so get that out of the way for anyone that doesn't know, and I can't imagine you don't, but if you're not sure which of the classic horror movie monsters are the universal classic monsters, it's, it's virtually all of them. But here is the list. It is Dracula, Frankenstein's monster, the mummy, the invisible man, the bride of Frankenstein, the werewolf, Phantom of the Opera, and Gilman, the creature from the Black Lagoon. And I can't even, obviously, Dracula, Frankenstein's monster, mummy, werewolf, even Gilman seem like no-brainers. I, I would not be surprised if all of these were not in this house in one way or another. And this is like, this is going to be a mammoth maze. Yes. Oh yeah. This is their biggest maze yet. They've said that more than once. It's not even, it's not just uh posturing. It is a, a square footage fact that it is going to be the biggest maze, which is blows me away because the walking dead last year used to be the biggest maze. And was that was huge. huge. So yeah, the, the Walking Dead last year was massive, and this is going to be bigger. That's just, I, uh, it's great. Yeah, so <laughs> I mean, being bigger cool. than that, yeah, this is this one I'm really looking forward to. I mean, I did put this on the top of my list of, of my number one want to see. That may have changed. We're going to get to that, but uh, I don't know. It's going to be hard to beat. Well, um, yeah, and, and and they've got, I know that they've picked like something from every year, right? For this maze. Uh, that's a thing. If they did, that is going to be just a big, uh, I know. I mean, it has to be big. If they're going to have 25 rooms and I, I mean, they could, I haven't seen it. I'll know that answer this time next week, but oh uh, yeah. I mean, if I mean, they I are, they it could, has to be big. I guess they could, they could probably combine some things into one room, right? Yeah. Well, 
Because Mike mentioned that when we did the interview with him, that, that they were combining things in ways that we may not have thought about. <laughs> He's actually talking about what I'm wrapping up this episode with. Because oh, okay. once I put started really thinking about what he said and what they released online, I'm like, wait a minute. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. <laughs> so I'll get okay. to that. But I'm trying to remember back at 20. 20 had an anniversary house as well. Oh, what was it called? It just slipped my mind. It was on the tip of my tongue. It just slipped my mind. But uh, I don't think it was... <sighs> I don't think it was 20 rooms. I think it was like a a best of like maybe a dozen to 15 rooms. So they left some out, although, I mean, who knows? And I mean, if you do Dungeon of Terror and you can lump that into the first three years. So right there, you can kind of call that 1991, 92, and 93. Right. But again, maybe not. I mean, this is 20. There's been some criticism and... I don't know if it's necessarily deserved, but it's just, I mean, there's always criticisms with everything. But my point is there's been criticisms with 20 not quite representing being the anniversary it could have. And okay, we know the art and creative team takes, if at Universal, for Halloween Horror Nights, they take, in my opinion, what the fans of Halloween Horror Nights say much more to heart than anything else they do. And I think this has been in their heads since 20, and they're going to make, up for it this year yeah i i uh, i don't know i've been listening to some different stuff and some of the criticism stuff and i i guess i i get it for people who have you know gone to this event for a lot longer than i have how it's changed and their change is scary and they're not comfortable. <laughs> no, yeah, right <laughs> you know they're not comfortable with some of the changes which you know i get it's just fine but uh Man, I don't know. I've just been seeing, I've been seeing mostly the changes for the better. Oh yeah, I agree. Well, what I just said, I really think they're taking anything that sometimes the criticisms are, are not are, are a little overblown, but I think when they're constructive, they take them to heart and try to make it better. And I think this is the culmination of all of that this year. It really, really looks like it to me. Right, and and I guess uh, for me, I just don't. I, I hope they don't take too much of it into consideration because i still want them to try stuff right 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 yeah and, and if you don't you know because a lot of the stuff that that they've they've have become huge fan favorites favorites were big gambles yeah true you know what i mean yep. and for them to stop rolling the dice like that is not what i want i i mean i would rather have a whole, you know a year where uh we had a couple of mazes that just didn't really not that great but they were trying stuff then you know have just like them play it safe all the time yeah <laughs> definitely yeah playing it safe would be yep yeah i don't like that idea <laughs> that's all it i'm just, gonna say yeah just start homogenizing it right, <laughs> yeah, right. Like that's that's a good word that's a great word for it actually because that's what could quickly happen if you start playing it too safe for too many things right but anyway, okay, back to the description. There was a phrase in the description called meat grinding maniacs. And the first thing that popped into my head was actually wrong. I thought saws and steam, but I know that's not right on further reflection. But I want to mention saws and steam because it was heavily featured in 20 and 21. Now, 21, it was a maze, and 20, it was a scare zone. So whether or not it shows up, that's a kind of a coin toss, but I do want to mention it in case you do see something like this. And you know the story, but for anyone else listening, the idea was it was a futuristic slash steampunk type of thing where the the city we were in was completely out of water. And they realized with the human body being 
75 to 80% water, there was a almost inexhaustible supply wandering the streets. So they'd be, people would be pulled in off the streets. The story went, there was people over the age of 30. I think they were borrowing from uh, Logan's run a little bit with that detail. <laughs> and they would process their bodies and can, and take the blood or take the liquid and the water out of them and keep this steam run city running. So that is a saws and steam story. If for any reason we see some kind of steam processing of human flesh, that is the origin of that. Yeah. Saws and steam was a great IP. Yeah. Yep. Now what I, um, now what I think this is the meat grinding maniacs. I think this was what it, what this is. This it was a reference to Halloween Horror Nights 19's leave it to cleaver. This was a maze of the story of meets meets. M-E-E-T-Z, and then the word Meats. And it was hosted by Sam Meats, the grandson of the founder of Meats Meats, and he was played by none other than Mike Aiello. Really? Yes. So, I mean, that that is like, oh, wait a minute. They're going to dig up that old black and white video that actually can be found on YouTube, but I suggest just waiting till we get to the house or to the maze to see this again. They're going to dig that up. Mike is in charge of this. It's it's going to be a not not only a a a thing for the fans to re-enjoy, but for the art and creative team that put this together back in Mike's early days. So this has to be it. The story is that Meets Meets was founded by Sam's grandfather. He was an immigrant from Romania during World War II. The business suffered during the Great Depression until he found an alternate supply of livestock in the form of hobos, vagrants, etc. And then all of a sudden his business exploded. Exploded to the point by that by the time his grandson, which was Mike Aiello's character, took over, the livestock had been extended or uh, yes, had been extended to the meat meats facility tourist, i.e. us who were going through the maze. <laughs> so there was a it was a a butcher uh facade forefront then you went into of course the slaughterhouse and things just kept getting worse and there was always this ridiculously creepy uh what's the word uh mascot called meaty meats and it was like a kind of a bob's big boy lard lad looking thing but it wasn't a giant statue it was a guy in a suit with the big head on with that smile and the rosy cheeks which just and covered in blood which just made it even creepier and there was this like incredibly upbeat jingle, the commercial that played through the house. So as people are screaming, you oh, hear God. the song. So I know if, if this is Leave It the Cleaver is in this house, that song's gonna be in there. So I'm 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 really expecting to hear the jingle, see the video, or if not a video, then at least the the black and white picture that would hang in the front butcher shop of Mike Aiello with a big fake mustache, uh, and and meaty <laughs> meats in this house somewhere. So the the slogan for meaty meats was meet me at meats the z stands for cannibal (laughs) (laughs) what the fuck that's awesome that's one of those ones where you're brainstorming and it gets so off the wall you're like we can't think of anything that's ever going to be better than that we've had moments like that (laughs) it's just so weird that has to stay like yeah we have had moments like that where it's like i don't care what we have to, to change to make this fit in, but this has to stay. <laughs> yes, exactly. And the more questions that are asked, the less answers people are going to get. just makes it better. Right. Yeah. Okay. Now, going back into... Now, this was, I think, released on Twitter the night that we were doing all the midnight coverage. They did confirm, they, and I believe it was uh, 
I want to say it was Mike who was tweeting this out, but it was definitely through the Universal Halloween Horror Nights Orlando Twitter account confirmed that HR Blood and Guts was going to be the representative of Halloween Horror Nights 21. Right. Which makes me think Saws and Steve might not have an appearance because that was also 21. As you know, that was your very first maze ever. Yeah. So, but if, um, so anyone that doesn't know what HR Blood and Guts is, this is what, when we talk about the Holiday House, this is the house we're talking about. Yeah. And the story of it is, is that this was, this is one of the stories of Lady Luck, which we'll get into when we go to 21. Uh, it's about an actor named Larry Kurtzberg who was offered a role by Lady Luck in one of her forms that was almost too good to be true, and it was to host a creature midnight feature syndicated TV show, much like, or maybe not even syndicated, like local, like Elvira did, Sven Gulli, uh, Stella, who was in our Philadelphia market where I grew up, and his midnight movie host name was H.R. Blood and Guts. Well, and the twist in this story is that he became so enamored with the role so much to the point that when the producer sent him a letter of separation, when things were changing and ratings were down that he snaps and goes off the deep end and what was going to be his last night of the show. He actually ended up abducting the producer and several of the TV studios crew and turned the entire studio into a living one night only finale of HR blood and guts called HR blood and guts presentation or presents holidays of horror. And it was a live broadcast of each soundstage being converted into a holiday with people being tortured, brutalized, eaten, just you name it. And I remember so many holidays represented. I can remember the Christmas, Easter, 4th of July, Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Yep. So don't know which holiday is going to appear, but it's going to stand out. It's definitely going to be probably one of the more colorful, flamboyant rooms. A little, not quite cartoony, but on on the edge of humorous, but still gory, still definitely Halloween Horror Nights. And uh, I, we know that's going to be there. It's just a matter of which holiday is going to be represented. Yeah. Okay, so that is everything that was mentioned in the description of the 25 years of Monsters and Mayhem that struck a chord with me. Now let's move on to the one that caught your eye ever since you learned about it. Run. Blood, Sweat, yeah. and Fears. Here's something. Now, this is what it's important. Now, we this detail was not in the description we were reading. It was in their blog description released that same night that somehow had uh, gotten bias. And well, first of all, for the, for the basis of run, if you don't know the basis of run, for anyone listening, you do because I described you it to you me. in the 2001 episode. Uh, the Halloween Horror Nights 11 was the was the year we covered, so it was just a few episodes behind this one, and. The we know the story of Run, but what we didn't know, and I've now found out, is that the line added to the blog description is, and the good news, the now rundown Hellgate Prison has been selected as the battleground. Good luck. Seeing the word Hellgate Prison just like almost got me out of my chair, and I'm going to explain you what to you why. This goes back to Halloween Horror Nights 14 in 2004. This the story of this maze. This was the maze, Hellgate Prison. It was a notorious penitentiary run by an incredibly controversial warden named Robert L. Strickland. Strickland tried to cash in on Hellgate's reputation and started running tours through his facility. When he did, ninety-nine inmates rioted, took over the prison, and things got out of control. Is an understatement. Just absolutely horrific. Oh. Bloody, 
gruesome, violent, uh, just this massive slaughter ensued. This house for 2004 is not only the blood house of 2004, it is one of the goriest houses they've done to date. Damn. And now this is where Run is taking place. Okay, that's... <laughs> yeah, when he said they were combining things in yeah, interesting yep. ways, there's a lot of things they combined in interesting ways. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this, is, this sounds cool. <laughs> One thing I absolutely expect to see is it's almost, it's not even really... It's not an icon, it's not a person, but it's a... Uh, I don't know what you would call it. It's a piece of hellgate prison history and it's called old smoky and what it is it's an animatronic electric chair that a victim is sitting in and goes off throughout the run of the maze so as you're walking by the house you see an electrocution go on i fully expect to see this in run i can't imagine it won't be (laughs) love it yeah so that is this i think is going to be this is the a uh, third instance of run, and I have no doubt this is going to be the bloodiest and most violent one yet. Yeah, I can't imagine it won't be, especially with the that location. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was looking forward to run. I'm even more so now. I mean, this, yeah. We've Come seen on, man, that one line just changed the whole idea for me. It's a prison game show. Yeah, like, I know, right? It's it's pretty much Arkham Asylum, or yeah, Arkham Asylum, but you know. I, original ip right yeah there they go yeah <laughs> now that is that was the only thing about run that i hadn't we hadn't covered before and that was mm-hmm. important the uh, uh moving on now to another interesting piece of history and and one you can directly tie your your history to halloween Horror nights to asylum in wonderland 3d yes this is this is interesting because it says in the description, this is a new volume of scary tales that's been released by ultraviolet comics, asylum in wonderland ultraviolet violent. I think I said violet ultraviolet comics is the key here because the entrance, the facade to the maze, the in between the 3d maze from Halloween Horror Nights 21 in 2011 was a comic book and the publisher was ultraviolent comics. Yes, that's right. Yes. So the comic, that comic told a story about a couple of college students who stole their professor's ancient runes game and was messing with it and it opened a portal into a, the dimension that lied between our world and this evil demon infested realm. That's right. That had the tunnel. That was kind of how the, the maze even really started was crossing that tunnel. Yeah. And we'll get into more of that story in 21. But the thing I think that is really interesting and really of note, particularly in your history with the event, mine as well, is that this is now the second appearance and a direct uh, mention and a specific mention of this ultraviolet comics. I think we might be on the cusp of a new original IP that we're going to see more of later down the road. I think it was something that was established in 21. Now they're calling it back. And I think we might have a new original IP on our hands that we're seeing the start of, which is as weird as it sounds, really exciting to me to, to see happen. Yeah. I, I, especially they can do so much with, with the, the idea of it. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, when you put in a, yeah, the, something as uh imaginative and open as a comic book you just right. you open a ridiculous amount of possibilities for forever yep 
Yeah, it's it's cool. So that uh, that was the thing I wanted to mention because it's really neat to be now doing this show, paying real particular attention to these details and maybe seeing something that we're going to end up discussing again down the road. Mm-hmm. I think that's really neat. I think so too. That's that's always a good thing. Now, body collectors, and this is I call it recollections because that's how it's spelled, but people have been pronouncing it pronouncing it recollections, which is a fair pun. I don't know which one it is. I will probably slip in back and forth from its name, but the body collectors maze is what I'm talking about next. Right. When I really thought about this, I, I started to get more and more excited about it, and I'm going to summarize a whole lot of history to explain why I'm getting excited. So in the description, it said the body collectors are in the hunt for the human parts they so desperately need. Emerging from the darkness on a cold winter night, they descend upon the unknowing inhabit- inhabitants of Shady Brook Asylum. Now, the body collectors part of that. Body collectors started in 2015 during Tales of Terror. This was the. This is going to be 2015. I'm mean, Halloween Horror Nights 15. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. 2005. Yes. Thank you. This is going to be a great conversation when we get to Halloween Horror Nights 15 because this was, and I alluded to this during the icon phase, this is the Terra Queen versus a storyteller. One was story icon, one was marketing icon. Right, right. So what they are is a group of pale-skinned, somewhat wrinkled, grinning madmen in these really nice, well-fitting black suits. Okay. And they collect bodies, harvesting the pieces into tools and pieces of artwork. Now, what they're their story origin of the character was that they they worked for the Terra Queen. They when bodies were collected from uh Terra Quintus, which we'll get much more into this whole story, they were brought to the body collectors who had drained their blood to get the iron out of it to make a a knife for a blood sacrifice that took place every night at this event. Okay. What was left of the body with the bodies and whatnot, the body collectors had used <laughs> much, much like uh, you, you don't let any to waste. They made more, more art out of it, more tools and whatnot. So they they made you know didn't no no part wasted on a human body apparently. <laughs> so All right, that was their their first story. Now they've taken the story. And there's not really, I don't want to say they're time travelers, but they've found them in other places in history. And they did a uh, a maze in 2008 in Halloween Horror Nights 18 called Body Collectors Collections from the Past. And they also had an accompanying scare zone called Streets of Blood. And this story was explaining the source of the mysterious murders that were pinned on Jack the Ripper. Oh, right. It okay. Turns out wasn't him it was the body collectors and they're up to their same tricks collecting bodies doing unspeakable things to them and the the scare zone was the streets that they got the bodies from the maze was where they went and did these unspeakable things to them cool this year halloween hard nights 25 they apparently have their sights set on shady brook asylum now we need to talk about shady brook asylum before i put two and two together though it won't take much by the time i'm done for this to see where i'm going Shady Brook Asylum has a huge history as well, which we've actually gotten into with Jack the Clown story. Yes. So this is the short, what else you need to know version. This is where the worst of the worst of the worst of the criminally insane had went to. Uh, We just said it moments ago. We're sent to. (laughs) We're what? I said went to. You make it sound like it's like Disneyland. Oh, no, yeah. They they were were sent sent to. Yes. (laughs) You made the the, uh, comparison earlier. It's the Arkham Asylum of Halloween Horror Nights without the fancy costumes. 
The inmates were ruthless, delusional, psychotic, violent, zero mercy, no sense of uh, not a good thread of anything in their body. Some of the highlights of the chaos and madness they've been known for was that some of the inmates were known to never speak and just interact with guests by holding up signs that were like just these disturbing phrases (laughs) as they stared directly into your soul. Uh, During one prison riot, they carved up a security guard inside the asylum kitchen. They'd hung bodies from the ceiling and they emulated. We talked about this emulated Jack Schmidt, Jack the Clown, uh, when he took over the asylum. Or they took it over for him, actually. They once escaped during the holidays and ascended upon an unknowing family's home and created their own holiday day tradition of ginger flesh cookies, Frosty the Blood Man, and one of the most creative uses for Christmas lights you may ever seen. Okay. I've ever seen. Yeah, and we'll talk much more about that when we get to 2007. This was during... Uh, 17 during the uh, Carnival of Carnage, which I speak very highly of, as you know. Mm-hmm. Now, with the... <laughs> this is where it gets interesting. I'm not sure if this is going to be another period piece where it shows that the body collector's involvement with Shady Book Asylum is what leads to this history, or if it's going to be a real time in these two incredibly gruesome properties meet. Either way... For me, the more I thought about this, this is the Freddy versus Jason for longtime Halloween Horror Night fans. Uh, yeah, it seems like it. Yep this like, is, this is this is basically um, you like blood houses. Well, we're gonna <laughs> yeah, you you want some blood house with your blood house? Yeah, this yo, yo dog. I heard you like blood house. <laughs> this is cold, calculated, meticulous killers versus absolutely no no moral restricted conscious insane killers versus each other this is going to be this is going to be i i was really looking for i still am don't get me wrong i'm still looking forward to freddy versus jason but i'm i think i'm looking forward to body collectors versus the inmates of shady brook more at this point now realizing how these two stories are mixing in together i just yeah i i I mean, when when all of this stuff was first announced, I was having a good time and I thought, excellent. But when I sat back and I thought about it again, I was like, ah, some of this stuff was like, I don't know. I was just kind of expecting a little more. But <laughs> now it's like once once, you know, you've explained a lot of this stuff yeah. to me, it's like, oh, wow. No, they really can't do any more. <laughs> right. That's why that was that's the exact genesis of this episode. It's like, oh, wait a minute. Wait, wait. Uh he might want to know this <laughs> before we get to it. So that is that was the big one. That was the big one. Um we also know that sci- now Shady Brook Asylum has typically been associated with, if not solely associated with, the psychoscarapy title. They're adding to this with the psychoscarapy unleashed scare zone. And this is the criminally insane inmates of Shady Brook Asylum have escaped and unleashed their horror onto the hollow onto a Halloween block party in the streets of New York. So this looks like they uh, the ones that aren't fighting out the body collectors are out doing their own amount of insane. God knows what on the streets. Yeah. Yeah, this is going to be this is going to be a ton of fun. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yep. 
And then I just wanted to mention anyone that's just picking up at this episode, we also have, of course, the Icon Scare Zone. And for more on that, we had previously released an Icon episode, which was the same as, as the episode we just did to catch you up on the Icon. So if you're curious... Like I said, if this is your first episode and you want a little more information, check out the Icons episode to get a sense of who you're going to see. We know four. We know four that we're going to see. And there's been a lot of hints yep. um, about Lady Luck. Yep. So there's been a lot I'm, of hints about many of the Icons we mentioned. So I'm right. really looking forward to seeing which ones show up. Yeah, well, my point was that if if there's hints about Lady Luck, then chances are there's going to be a whole lot more as well, because she's one of the ones that we were really, really worried about, <laughs> or, you know, not worried about, but concerned might not make the lineup. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it appears that they have casted some ro- red, hot redheads. <laughs> so that is really everything I could pinpoint without, like I said, covering <laughs> the past 24 years in a nutshell, which would not would be a complete disservice to not only the event, but what we've done so far, mainly the event, mainly the event. So. Yeah. Well, I think it would be a disservice to the properties we're talking. Yes, the exactly. Exactly. Yeah. We're talking about for sure. Um, and that's, I, that was the whole genesis of the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. To not You're right. Yeah. Disservice. So, um, what we what we haven't talked about, we'll catch you up on before twenty six. Yep. Yeah. There you go. All right. So that is that's really it. I mean, we are <laughs> we are at twenty five. We got one more thing we want to record, and then we have just got coverage planned just in every regard that you can imagine. I mean, opening night, we're gonna have our live reaction to everything we go see together. We've got Hollywood coverage. We even have plans for. Uh, listing where what food and drink can be found where and maybe even rating them to an extent we also have a i think we have a, a side project that we're doing a beer review so that's true check check that one out too yep we're gonna take advantage of being at universal for the entire day and night that day yep and uh and, and it's you know it's unfortunately few and far between the times that matt and i are physically in the same location so when when that happens we typically take advantage yep. of it <laughs> yeah no kidding to the point that we tend to forget and have to do it again the following year right <laughs> <laughs> so that is that does it for this episode and uh yeah like i, I just I told you what's coming up next so i will say thanks for listening you can find all of our contact information actually you can hear it in the post credits that are coming up right after this and everything that I'm mentioning can be found through our website at newsaz.com. So check it out. Leave us a message on any of the forms that we are about to list here between Twitter, Facebook, and the website. We'd love to hear what you're thinking about with 25 because it's going to be huge and, and we, we can't wait and we can't wait to hear about it. So until then, I'll say one more time, thanks for listening and we'll see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights podcast. The Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights is a News As Internet Entertainment production. For more great podcasts and original entertainment, visit our website at newsas.com. The Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights is not affiliated with nor endorsed by Universal Studios Florida. All Halloween Horror Nights properties, icons, titles, events, and related items are property, trademark, and copyright, Universal Studios, or their respective trademark and copyright holders. For more Halloween Horror Nights coverage, follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash newsazpodcast and follow our Twitter account at newsaz. 
To help support the series and all the work we do at Neozaz, check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.